Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox, your Monday through Friday rants, raves, and reviews talk radio show with the top stories in news, politics, and pop culture. Join your host, entrepreneur Scott Fullerton, and co-host, actor and writer Craig Hurley, right here at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live, or subscribe and download on your favorite podcast distributors, including Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple and Google Podcasts. You're also invited to call in and share whatever is on your mind at 347-989-0126 during the live shows. So here we go. Stand up on our soapbox and let's start talking. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Friday, the end of the week. We made it. November 1st, we're in the new month, end of a week, so much stuff happening. 2019, welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a little bit, I'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley. And today we have a special guest today, Pablo Azar, artist and actor, will be joining us about 15 minutes into the show here. So we're excited today. Uh, we hope that you will join in. If you have any questions for us, Pablo, or have any topics you want to talk about as we end the week here, you can give us a call at 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. Let's go ahead and jump up on my soapbox and start talking. Mr. Craig Hurley, how the heck are you? Good. How are you, sir? I am very good. Did you have any trick-or-treaters go through last night? Oh, dude, there were a ton. We went through the entire 135-piece bag of candy and then went through the other 30-piece bag of candy. And then I had to go and run to the store because there were other people and they were drunk. So I couldn't, I mean, they couldn't drive. So I had to go to the store and buy extra candy. And then, uh, <laughs> so, so we have a little bit of extra candy left over. And yeah, no, they were busy in the neighborhood that I was at. Man, that is a lot of people. Like I said, we had 10 whopping people go through ours. So not that exciting. They're, dude, they were coming through in groups of 10. So it, really? it was really big groups of kids. Yeah. It was fun. Were they younger? Were they older? The older kids going all over the place? Yeah, it was a combination. It was a combination, and it was all the way up until about 9 o'clock. It was a combination of different – of most of the little kids and their parents all came, you know, at like 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock. They all came really early, and then it got really cold. So people were, you know, bringing their kids inside once it got cold. Wow. Busy, busy stuff. Sounds good. And can you believe we're already at November 1st? Yeah, Day of the Dead. We are there. Are you celebrating November? Uh, what is that? November has been going on for a while now. It's where it, it's, it was originally um, came about in Australia to bring awareness to men's prostate cancer and to men's health. And for the month of November, you were not you were supposed to try to grow a mustache to in recognition of huh. men's health. So it's been okay. going on for about twelve years now, I think. I always have I haven't lost my mustache except I think once in twelve years. So I've never really had to celebrate it. I'm already there. 
But yeah, right. it's a big thing. A lot of people will grow mustaches. You'll see a lot of people not shaving, a lot of new mustaches around for the month of November, they call it. Well, I don't really shave much, um, but I don't also, you know, I don't really have a really long beard. Um, just a little while ago, just over the summer, it's like the longest I've had my beard. You can even see my lips and my mustache. Um, but uh, but I, I, I don't really do that. Um, I don't really, you know, like grow it out for any one reason. Um, but right. this this month I I think I have to shave, so I, I think I have. There's there's too many job and things that I'm up for that I can't I can't stay you know um, unshaven. So I have to. Gotta be a regular working man, huh? Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'll be able to sculpt what I have is what I think. So, but we'll see. There you go. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Go. Very cool. Well, happy November and Movember to everyone out there. Uh, I can't believe we are already going through the, we have two months left in this entire year. Where has the time gone? I think, I mean, our shows go by fast, but the year has sped yeah. by, dude. Man. Well, as we get older, sir, uh, time comes at us much faster. I, I, I'm a firm believer, believer in that. I, cause when I was a kid, I was like, I, I, I really wish I was older so that I could be doing other things. Cause there's all this stuff that you get to do when you're an adult, instead of appreciating that I was only getting like when I was 10, I'm only getting 10% of life thrown at me all at one time or all in, in one day. <laughs> so, right. so, you know, I might want to take advantage of that. You know, it's like, that's why I think they say youth is wasted on the young. There's another cliche that, that I don't like cliches, but there's a cliche that actually kind of makes sense. Um, and it's, you know, it's about that. They've got all this time and all this just unlimited energy and, and, you know, time to learn and time to do things and, and, and actually able to do them where when you get older, you got all this stuff that comes at you all at once. And, you know, I'm 50 something now. So I am, you know, like I, I, I get 50% of life all in one day. And there's right. a lot of, there's a lot. That's a lot of life, and I can't even imagine what it's like for for our elders, you know, that are 80 and 85. They're getting 85% of life all in one day. So just getting to McDonald's is a big friggin' deal. You know, it's like, you know, if they're able to accomplish one thing in a day, then they've accomplished something. They've accomplished what they can in life because it's oh, really dude, just live with my 80-year-old mom. I live with that every day. I mean, if, yeah. she, if she has to get dressed for a day, she's done for two afterwards. Then it's, she gets dressed and then she has to take a nap. You know, it's like, exactly. you know, I, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, because she's getting eighty-five percent of life all at once, and that's a lot right. to take on. It's if you live to a hundred, you know. And I'm just, I'm Definitely. just saying that some people do. So you know, I, I throw it up to that, and so that would be one hundred percent. Because even at a hundred, your your quality of life, come on. Most of the time, you're bedridden. You're not, you know. There's, there's, there's so much that came at you in your lifetime that you just can't do it anymore. You're done. So. Yeah, if you make it to 100 years old, you're either still pretty active or you're, like you said, you're laying in bed. It's, there's yeah, no middle bedroom. ground. You're one no. or the other. So, no. 
there's a lot of hundred year olds that still get up and drink their glass of wine yep. every day and have a glass of wine, whatever, have but, a cigar. Uh, yeah. But if you're yeah. not there, then you're usually, like you said, flat in bed. So I yep. agree hundred percent with that. Hey, public service announcement to everybody. Uh, daylight savings time ends this Saturday. So everyone gets an extra hour of sleep this weekend. So really? remember to change your clock tomorrow. This Saturday, yeah, tomorrow. Tom tomorrow, where where daylight tomorrow. savings time ends. So savings no, it's fall back. Oh yeah, it's fall back. So that means if it's two o'clock in the morning, then it's one o'clock. Excellent. All right, you get the extra hour of sleep. Woohoo! Excellent. Yes, definitely. So that is going on. So be sure to set your clocks back. We will still be at. 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern all next week. But if you haven't changed your clocks back in two days, you're going to miss us. So be sure to set your clocks back <laughs> this weekend. We'd hate for you to miss the show, darn it. They're going to miss all Monday <laughs> if they do that. Exactly. And no, won't they be early? They'll be early for everything. So they'll actually show up at like 2 o'clock. Oh, that's true. That's true. They will be early. I wonder, where's the show? Why hasn't the show started yet? I don't think, think we're late. Wait I a second. I think by Monday morning, they're going to know that they're way early for work so or whatever it is that they're doing. Nothing else morning. if their Sunday night, if Sunday afternoon early. football schedules are all different. They'll know everything. something's off. Yeah, somewhere. they're not going to notice that. Have to not be watching football. All right. Nice. Very, very true. Anything That's else tomorrow. exciting Seriously? happening wow. for you? We're going to have our anything. special guest, uh, Mr. Pablo Azar, on in just about uh, five Pablo or six Azar. minutes here. Um, He's a really good actor. How do you say Azar or is it Azar? Is it Azar yeah, or Azar? Azar. Azar. Okay. All right, um, super duper. Pablo pronounce it the way he he pronounces it because, you know, we're, we're gringos. Dude, we're butchering the hell out of his name, just saying Pablo. So, you know, I, I, and you'd think that would be easy. Um, you know, so it's, it's all good. Um, there but, you go. Uh, it yeah, is what Pablo's, it is. A, Pablo's a, a really good actor and, um, and uh, an amazing artist. He's got some really cool pop culture art. It's really just cool stuff. I don't know how to describe it. So it's very. You will let him. Up on guard. We'll let him yeah. describe it. Yeah. That would be yeah. very cool. Uh, not too much to so talk any, about. Anything. Any news? Yeah. <laughs> any well, news we can besides... go through a couple things. I mean, the funny thing, I think we'll just do one little politics thing just because I think it's funny. Trump announced in an interview yesterday with the, um, I think it was uh, one of the newspapers. I forget which one. Uh, but he said, um, Washington Examiner on Thursday, uh, he floated the idea of, he wants to do a reading of the Ukrainian transcript in like a fireside chat at the White House. Excellent. And publicly, public TV. I think that is hilarious. Is he gonna uh, is he is gonna read the parts that are redacted? Are, are, uh, is yeah, he exactly. Read the parts not... that have a black sharpie mark through them. He's back exactly. to sharpie president. It's so funny. I can just see him. Uh, I mean, Dude, that's we hilarious. know him is not the greatest public read? speaker to begin with. But can you yeah, see no, him he can read. That's the right. That's, I, no, I, 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 no, I really want to see him read. I, I seriously, because he does a horrible <laughs> job with the teleprompters. So I want to see him actually sit down with something in front of him. And that's something that he could actually memorize. Let's let's do this. Seriously, man, I'm a professional freaking actor. I have been my whole life. Did my first commercial when I was four years old. I would love to see him do a reading. 
I absolutely love to see it. It's going to be horrifically bad, but I would love to see it, dude, just for the laughs. It would be hilarious. And then I guess the only other Trump news I'll talk about is I guess him and Melania moved their official residency from New York to Mar-a-Lago, Florida, because wow. the uh, polit- the politicians in New York were just mean to him all the time. So they decided to move uh, their official residence to Florida. And I guess he's right that they are uh, mean to him because as soon as he announced it, uh, Governor Cuomo in New York said, uh, good riddance. It's not like Mr. Trump paid taxes in here anyway. He's all oh, yours, wow. Florida. <laughs> so maybe he had a little bit of a point. <laughs> Pretty funny. That's hilarious. That's oh, really God. funny. Good riddance. Exactly. Uh, Entertainment-wise, in the news of pop culture today, we are starting uh, one of many, and of course there's many out there already. Why, does all, the, why does all the garbage end up in Florida? I, I don't mean to insult it, but um, a lot of garbage ends up there. <laughs> I spent a lot – I'm serious. I spent a lot of time there, and I'm like, why does all the garbage – why is it our landfill and, and, and with people too? It's like, why, why does that happen? Why <laughs> – why are we doing that to a place that is a sandbar, basically, in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico and is going to get hit by all sorts of storms and flooding and all sorts of stuff? It's going to be leaking into the ocean. Why do we do that? We do it on purpose right. for some reason. And it's just, it's just so much garbage there. Dude, when I was there, I had a friend who um, who turned to me and said that the uh, if you want to start a business, start it in Florida because you can screw your employees and you can screw the government. So I'm like, mm, there you go. I know there's the taxes. In there, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and take our only break. We're going to take of the day. We're going to take a quick break. Play a little Casey Lamb okay. living in the moment. I'll see our guest has arrived. So we're going to go ahead and greet Pablo Excellent. here. So we'll be back in about three minutes. Here's Casey Lansdale. You're listening to Standing on My Soapbox right here on Left of Straight Radio Network. If you want to give us a call over the next 45 minutes, it's 347 989 0126. We'll be back in just a little bit. Easy to get off track. Easy to lose your way. In a world that makes you believe there's no time to wait. That you gotta have it all. Better have it all, better not slow down. Looking ahead, got me looking in circles. Life with a plan at first seems hopeful. Worry that I won't make it like I want if time keeps flying.
All righty, we are back. Thanks for tuning in to Standing on My Soapbox. I am Scott. That's Craig over there. And in just a couple of seconds, we have a very special guest coming on today. He is an internationally known actor and artist whose work both in front and behind the camera has gotten him recognized all over the place. Besides his film and television work, he's also a visual artist who has a solo showcase premiering at My Art Space tomorrow through November 16th in Miami. He's also outspoken preventing animal cruelty and has even donated his time for a PETA campaign. He's also going to be part of a panel on November 14th at the Mexican Cultural Cinematography, uh, say that three times fast, Cinema, Cinematographic mm. Center, presenting a short film, Mismatch Made in Heaven. Nice I'm telling you, please welcome to Stepping Up on the Soapbox, Mr. Can Pablo, can Pablo Azar. <laughs> You can just say CCCM. <laughs> yeah, no, but how do you pronounce it? How do you pronounce it? Uh, well, uh, technically the name is in Spanish, so Centro Cultural Cinematográfico. There you go. I could have said that, darn it. That I could say. <laughs> I'm Hey, welcome to the show, Pablo. Welcome, How's everything Pablo. going in beautiful downtown LA, man? Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a it's a pleasure to talk to you guys. I'm really happy to be here with you. Cool. We're excited fires, to have man? you. Uh, I just that? want to jump into it. How are the fires, dude? What's what's going on? Well, it's. I mean, I live in Santa Clarita, so I got evacuated right. for one day. Uh, but it was it was like. Because I turned on like the notifications for any uh, evacu- evacuation alerts, so at 4 right. a.m. the morning I got the alert that the fires had reached my area. So I was like, wow. to my wife, I was like, okay, baby, we gotta go. <laughs> so we just <laughs> grabbed wow. the bag and left for grabbed the whole day. And left. yeah, the next day we were back. The fire was gone. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm not used to this because I I I've been in California for only one year. I was in Miami, so I was used to the hurricane season, which is funny thing is it's pretty much the same season, right? So I don't know what happens <laughs> yeah, in the world. It is. It, it's severe drought. Yep, it's severe drought in California, even though they do get hit by the occasional hurricane during hurricane season. But uh, severe severe drought and wildfires, and then on the opposite end of the country, it's severe wetness. It's f- severe precipitation. So yeah, yeah dude, it's got a, it's 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 a drastic change for you as far as culture is concerned and environment it is it is, it is but i mean the, the precautions are pretty much the same so so right. it's different different disaster but but you you got to take the same precautions right very true very true hey well we just celebrated halloween here yesterday and you're both from i mean you live in mexico and in the states so do you have a lot of trick-or-treaters and talk about today would actually be what el dia de muertes how is it different? How is it the same? And what do you like about it? Well, actually, uh, I used to celebrate El Dia de los Muertos in Mexico when I was living in Mexico like 10 years ago. Uh, Halloween in Mexico is seen more like an American holiday. Uh, in Mexico, people celebrate uh, it, it, the Dia de Muertos that it's more, it's more like... Uh, Day of the Dead, like, like Coco, yeah, right? It, like the, like, like the animated film. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's where the history comes from. That's where the animated Uh, film comes from. Yeah, yeah. it's just that uh, a lot of people only know, you know, Day of the Dead from Coco. 
even though it's a tradition that's been practiced for, I don't even what, a thousand years or more? Yeah, for hundreds of years. I, honestly, I don't know how long. Yeah, at it's least. Been a long since, since actually the, the pre-Hispanic cultures, the Mayans and the Aztecs, so they were very, very respectful of the day, and they would always pay tribute to the people that are no longer here with us. That are past. Because yep. it's funny because we've learned to see death as something scary, and it's part of Halloween, the, the, the scary part of, of the dying, and it's all dramatic and, and with blood. But in Mexico, for the Day of the Dead, it's more like giving respect to the deaf people because they left a legacy here uh, while they were with us. And now right. they're not, but their legacy is still here with us. So that's, it's kind of a, and it's a very nice tradition. It's very colorful. We also kind of make fun of the dead by itself. We believe in skulls. We we prepare the, the there is a bread I don't know if you heard about it the the bread of dead, it's a ki- type of bread with sugar on top, and nice. you put like some bread bones on top of it and you eat it on on this day at night with a cup of chocolate, while you talk about you know no I think I had some family. I think I had some actually I think I had some like with you guys when we were down in Miami. Oh, think, yeah, that's Because we were, that's we were at a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I'm that's cool. I'm sorry. Well, that's yeah, no, I, I've had that. It's, it's actually really good. It's, it's really, really good. really, really good. But, no. So the tradition says that while you're eating the bread, you should, like, remember, spe- like, like, let's say, people that are from your family that are no longer with you. Uh, you should remember good moments of, of that you that you spent with that person and in the meantime you nice. get some pictures of the of the people and you you put a little food and a little water on the table and some uh adornments and some uh colorful stuff and skulls sugar skulls and things like that because the spirits of those uh people are supposed to come down and have uh, dinner with us that's the tradition. So it's it's, right. it's it's interesting. It's pretty fun, and I like that. It's very, yeah, it's a very respectful tradition, and it's uh, I know, I don't know. I just feel like it's a tradition that gives you actually something good. It's not just like, um, dressing like a like a like the devil. I'm going out <laughs> and having. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, uh, exactly. So yeah. I enjoy it pretty much. Yeah, they actually had a big article about it in my local newspaper today because this year is kind of really close to the 500th anniversary of the Spanish um, conquering of Mexico. And so they kind of are were combining the two where, where it's starting to how it is a remembrance of things that have passed and how people are trying to um, come to terms with that back there where Cortez kind of uh, defeated the Aztecs and everything. And there's like 3,000 people wiped out back there. So they're trying to make this respectful thing kind of go together. There's a great article in my paper today. It's very interesting. It's You know what's very interesting as well? and It's something that a lot of people don't really know about when uh, the conquerors conquered Mexico. Is that actually, do you know, like they, you had the Aztecs and the Mayans and all those different cultures. Well, the Mayas, but that, by that time, the Mayans were gone. But you had the Aztecs and other surrounding cultures, and the Aztecs were really mean to, to, to the uh, neighboring towns. So a lot of the other uh, uh, people joined the, the, the Spanish army the Spanish, to defeat right. the Aztecs. 
So wow. uh, people people think that it was only the Spanish people. It was only. People, <laughs> it wasn't. It was yeah, the people that were been. that were oppressed by the Aztecs in the first place. They were like, oh, we're going to yeah. revolt against them when we get the exactly. opportunity. And they got and the opportunity. And then when they defeated the Aztecs, then the Spanish well, started with all the process of, of Christian, uh, Christ, I don't know how to say, Christianization or whatever. Um, no, that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> Christianization. <laughs> that works. <laughs> to, to, um, so, yeah, that's, that's one of the part of the stories that is never told. That's very interesting. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, let's kind of talking about Aztecs and everything. You're, um, we talked for a second in your introduction. You have a special solo um, showing, showcase out of my art space in Miami. And one of the things you're featuring is a, is a special Aztec calendar. Talk about this. How did this come about? Let's talk about your art for a little bit. Yeah, dude, describe describe your art to people cuz I can't I I'm your your art's very like pop culture to me it's very yeah. pop culture related. Um it it you you at you say a political message, you do all sorts of stuff with your art, but it's it's like it's hard to describe because you're so like alternative or so avant-garde is the way that I I kind of describe it. But uh, how do you describe your art? It is, it is a little kind of described, especially if you're not seeing an image, an actual image. But the way I describe it is like, imagine a puzzle in which right. each piece of the puzzle has an actual meaning. You know a puzzle? Right. If you don't put it together, if you just grab one piece, it doesn't have a meaning at all. You have no idea what that is. You have to put it together right. to know, what. oh, this is what it is, right? Wow. So no, that's I a wanted, great way to describe that. Yeah, I wanted to create a puzzle where each piece has a meaning and to me that's closer to actual life because in life everything has a meaning there are no empty things that are just there because of no reason everything has a meaning so to me uh i just wanted to create that that kind of impression where everything in life has a meaning even though you might not know what it is at first sight so yeah so the the exhibition that i have right now uh, it's featuring my one of my biggest pieces, and it's the Aztec calendar. Um, and it and I created this piece uh, combining. I, I kind I kind of substituted uh, the elements of the Aztec calendar for modern elements. Like instead of the god of uh, whatever the god of the sun the god of, of the sun, I, I put the first Apple computer. Uh, instead nice. of putting some. <laughs> Some round things <laughs> and put emojis, and I did this as a way to see how you know the Aztecs were. Um, how do you say when they when they when you believe in different gods, not just one god? Um, uh, I, I don't know the best way to say it, but multi. It's multi. Well, they, there's a word. They, they believe in many gods. They have multiple a, a gods. God correct. Yeah. So. In in my perspective now, with all the technology and social media and computers and uh, likes and Facebook and all that, those things, we have created new gods, uh, new fake gods, and we have new almost fake gods. Ide- <laughs> idealized like Zeus yeah. and Athena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's more important to have some likes than to have a spiritual life, you know. So I wanted to right. do that comparison how. We're not that wow. different. Wow. Wow, that's really nice. cool. Where did you get started in art? What was your first kind of uh, – did, did, 
you do it with your family, or what got you interested in art in the first place, Pablo? Well, I was I was I've been interested in art since I was born. I I won my first uh my first uh, painting contest when I was five years old, uh, and I always loved art, but I never did it as a profession. I I used to do it just as a hobby. Uh, but I've been painting and drawing all my life, and I, I became an actor. And I kind of forgot a little bit about uh, drawing and painting because I got way too focused into the acting part. But then I started to realize How many novellas have you done? I've done... Sorry, I, I, do, I do this thing. I, I interrupt everybody when they're That's in okay. the middle of... of yeah, I'm going to cut Sorry. you off in a second there. Let him answer the question. <laughs> I'm going to mute you here. Uh, I've done 14 telenovelas in Spanish, most wow. of them in Miami, but I did a, a couple in Mexico and in Colombia as well. Nice. Okay, I'm sorry. So answer the the first question. Yeah, so I don't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> we were wow, talking about your, art, your what inspirations and what got you started. Oh, yeah, so I kind of forgot a little bit about uh, uh, painting and drawing and I started doing the novellas but then I realized that I needed that part because you know you Craig know better than anyone as an actor you depend on other people to do your craft you can adjust right. uh, well you can but it, 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 usually you don't just uh, start acting in, in your bathroom you know you, you you need a director you need other actors you need a, uh, a script you need uh, uh, many many elements and right. with painting and drawing, I can do it on my own, on my own pace, on my own time. I, I, I can say whatever I want to say because, you know, if you have a script, you're attached to what the script says. And sometimes you want to express something else, but it's not in the script and you can't do it. So that's why I came back to art. I had that kind of... Uh, I needed that part of expressing myself and it started to get a lot of attention and I started doing art exhibits and then it started growing and now it's, it's become uh, equally important to me than my actor profession. That's amazing. Nice. Talk about your Toonie series. That's kind of fun. I was looking at a couple of those. They're very cool. My Toonie, the, the characters. Right. Well, I've been yeah, I've been creating those characters. Uh, I always try to keep my art uh, fun, even though is um, it has a message, and sometimes, as Craig said, has a political message. But I always try to keep it uh, fun and positive, because I, I I think that we already have a lot of negative things going on around us. We don't need art to be negative as well. And I also think like art is a responsibility to me. Uh, we even sometimes we have more power to influence people than politicians because politicians have to convince people Absolutely. with words. We 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 get it straight into their minds, straight into their hearts, straight into their subconscious. So art is it's a great tool. Uh, it's a weapon if you don't know how to use it. So I want right. to use it in a positive way to influence people and to try to make people's lives a little bit better. I love that. That's fantastic. And speaking of political, I, I'll talk about the intro. You've got really involved in animal rights and activism and preservation. What kind of got your interest in that? Talk about that a bit. You know, what? it's one of those things that you were born with. I think we all have a mission in life. And I, to me, my mission, it was clear since I was a little kid, was uh, environmental protection. Um, <laughs> I remember my first movie, the first 
the very first movie that I watched, or at least that I remember, was Jaws. <laughs> and I wanted the shark to eat everyone. It was like, oh, my God, why are they playing this? <laughs> Just get out the of the shark and Leave the shark alone, people. Leave the shark alone. <laughs> Yeah, so that's fun. And, and then I got. Uh, believe I me, I, I feel the same way, Pablo. I feel the same way. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm surprised that the dolphins haven't instructed the sharks to kill every human that they've seen in the water. So yeah, I, I so I'm kind of a. Way. It's weird because when I see the um, the bull fighting, and I'm rooting for the bull every single time. Every single time. <laughs> well, that you kind of have to. I mean, it's completely unfair. Bullfighting is completely unfair. I mean, they they stab them in the first place so as to disorient them, and exactly. you know, it does. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is just messed up. It, it's just messed up. So then I, I got uh, to meet the PETA. I love people. when the bull gores gores a matador. I love that. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 serious. I, I love that. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I, Actually, I do too. <laughs> and Bull one. So then, then I I I got to meet the PETA people, and they invited me to participate with them. On the first nice. campaign I did with them was against uh, the use of animals in circuses. So nice. we did that campaign, and after that we did, we did a second one as well with the same um, theme. Um, so now, actually, we're thrilled because uh, the use of animals in circuses has been forbidden in California. Wow. So that was yeah, a Yeah, California's really gone really forward in a lot of animal rights, right? There's been a couple laws recently. Talk about those. Yeah, and it's great because, you know, a lot of other states follow what California does. So, so it's great. Uh, if California does it, I'm pretty sure other states are going to do it. Uh, also, the uh, the uh, it's been forbidden to sell fur as a retail in California, like a, uh, on clothing. So that's right. also a major win for for the cause. Um, and so yeah, I've been very involved into animal protection, environmental protection. You know, I, I always say that if if I get to know someday Donald Trump, he would totally hate me because I'm a Mexican with <laughs> Middle Eastern background. So for Donald Trump, I would be like a drug dealer terrorist that supports animal protection. That would be like his worst nightmare. <laughs> that. that is awesome. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're going to be invited to the White House probably anytime soon, no matter how popular you get, Pablo. <laughs> well, you never know, you know? Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> if, he does, if he doesn't do his research as usual, he might invite me. Yeah, he might just invite that's you. True. Yeah. Very true. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I love that. Very, very cool. Well, I, I like that. I like people that have a cause, people that are uh, um, believe in something, and that's something that's uh, that we can all kind of strive for. People that that don't have a voice for them, and animals don't have a voice for them. So that's got to be uh, uh, some great work to do. So good on you, my friend. Thank you. And, and you know what? Um, if if you if you learn to respect animals and you teach children and people to respect animals, then you don't have to teach them to respect to respect other human beings because the fundamentals of respecting life are going to be there. So it's going to be easier to educate and teach 
people to respect other people if they learn to respect animals. If they, yeah, if they start out respecting animals, respecting yeah. just even the even the puppies or the kittens that are born around you, you know, and the baby birds and all of that. So yeah, all of that we we see all the time, you know. Yeah. Even though. Well, that's my next question, Pablo. As an animal activist, are you able? Have you taken in eight thousand strays over the years, or how do you how do you deal with pets? Do you have lots of pets? Do you kind of uh, because of your nomadic nature as an actor, you have to kind of watch it? Or how do you feel about your own personal pets? And is it do you go to the shelters? Talk about that a second. Yeah, I, I actually we have a little dog. His name is Gory. He's great. Um, uh, so yeah, we he was not adopted because he was not mine in the first place. He was my girlfriend, so obviously she got it when when she was not with me. But then uh, we we came together and we love him and we are always on the look for how to help animals uh, find new homes for them. Um, I always try to advise. I've been uh, advising people a lot not to buy pets on stores, but to adopt. Because you know, sometimes are they're they're also beautiful. They are uh, they are nice. They're kind, and they need a home. And what a lot of people don't know is that if they don't get a home, they they'll put them to sleep, which means you know <laughs> they're gonna be dead. Right. Uh, and they also deserve an opportunity to have a family and and. And Bill, and let me tell you, when you have a dog, your life changes. When you adopt a dog, your life changes completely. They are, they, they, I, I don't know. It's just the the house is transformed, uh, full of joy and full of happiness. So it's 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 I don't know. It's just amazing. They are usually mm-hmm. full of unconditional love. That's yeah, something that that dogs in particular, not necessarily cats. Um, I've had some cats in my life that that wanted to just be independent. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit but, more independent. Yeah. Yeah, but dogs, uh, yeah, they they tend to be more like unconditional love, and they're really really happy that you took them out of that cage. They're really happy that they're that they're no longer a part of that. That they're no longer in prison. They know that you know they see the other dogs getting getting killed around them. They know that you know their time is coming, and it's a scary place. And since for since dog, dog, I mean, for animals that have emotions and feelings, just like we do, they just can't express it. And you know, since dogs were domesticated thousands of years ago, they became genetically genetically dependent on humans upon us so yeah upon us yeah. so we it's now it's our responsibility to take care of them because they are dependent on us you cannot just grab a dog and put it on the streets they i mean they survive but they're not it's not their environment anymore they belong to we made them not that it was right but since we did it and genetically it it, it uh, evolved. Now they depend on us completely, completely. So it's right. it's uh, like we we gotta take care of them. Well yep. said. I agree. Well, said. Right, well, let's get into your acting a little bit. I mean, like we talked a little bit earlier, you've done a lot of telenovelas. You've acted in both Mexico and L and uh, the states. You're in L.A. now. Talk about that whole scene. Are you adjusting to that part of an actor's life? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Talk about that a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, I I'm not used to I'm I'm still getting used to the Los Angeles way, you know, because <laughs> it's very different. <laughs> the industry in Latin America is completely different. It works t- 
totally different. Um, right. But yeah, I've been, I mean, one of the things that I've learned is that it's a complete mistake for an actor just to wait for the call. You got to do things. Even if you grab your phone and you write a small script, you shoot it with your phone, doesn't matter, but do things. And I've been learning that, that kind of the hard way. Uh, I used to be one of the actors since I was, uh, for, for quite some time, I, was, I feel that I was pretty lucky because I, I worked almost nonstop for 10 years in novelas in Mexico. So that's not very common. Uh, a lot of actors spend one, two years without a job before getting the new novella. But I was not. I was lucky. So after I did the negotiations process with, between Sagaptra and Telemundo, uh, I decided to move to L.A. and all that. I, it kind of came to me that I was just very, you know, comfortable just waiting for the next project. Um, nice. And I said, you know what? No, yeah, but you can't I, get that way. As an actor, you can't be complacent. You You have to actually get out there. You have to actually be doing something, anything, you know, yeah. you can't just be sitting, waiting, waiting for the call because that exactly. call doesn't come unless you're actually out living your life. Yeah. You have to get out, exactly. live your life, and then the call will come. But go and, and then live the your life, figure, figure stuff out. Yeah, don't, <laughs> exactly. don't sit and wait. So pretty much that's what I've been doing. Um, uh, I just, me and my wife, we just recently uh, finished filming a short film that we did in Mexico. Um, nice. It's a 15-minute short film. It's going to be called Prolonged Silence. Okay. Uh, it's oh, are you guys quiet? Are you guys not talking throughout the entire thing? It's funny because my sister is studying <laughs> filmmaking. So she wrote the script and right. she hates, she absolutely hates text. She hates wow. words and scripts. So she, she says right. that images are way too powerful to, right. to fill images with a bunch of, of crap. A bunch <laughs> of words. No, I mean, so, if yeah. you're if you're if you're a great actor, then you should you don't have to have any words. You can you convey what's going words, on yeah. in the scene and in your eyes and, and with your movements and all of it, body language, the whole thing. So if you're a really good actor, you should be able to not say a word and people are going to be like, wow, this guy's great. So, exactly. So that's yep. that. We're gonna. I'm. I'm I, I think that we're gonna have it ready by January next year, ready nice. to like put it on on um, on film festivals and stuff. And in the meantime, right. I'm gonna be presenting the other short film that that I already produced with a very good friend of mine, Silvana Arias, who was actually she's an actress, but she was the writer of the film. It's called Mismatch Made in Heaven, and it's a comedy. And we're gonna be presenting that one at the CCCM on November 14th and when the, after that we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about other short films because it's going to be me and another five, uh, another five uh, film uh, well creators because uh, right. the, the, the company uh, the group that, that organizes this it's called Actors Slash which means you're an actor slash something else where you're not just oh, an like actor that. yeah right. so it's, they, they invite actors that do uh, produce or create or write or sing or do whatever other activity and create jobs for other people. So it's a pretty pretty nice actually if you can follow them on Facebook actors slash there's a pretty nice uh, group. 
Nice. I was excited what's because the, when I was the... doing the research on it, um, one second, Craig. I was doing some no, research on it and, and it was kind of interesting that I happened to know Enrique Sepena uh, is a good friend of mine uh, who's also okay. the co-writer on it. He works with my yeah, friend Alexander yeah. Rodriguez on LATV for Glitter Bomb and a couple oh, other things and look at that. with Rock and Nettle, he, um when he did uh, My Life as a Telenovela Star. So I know Enrique from there. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. been on my and other radio he, show. He plays the angel on the short film. He plays an angel. I love that. I don't know Enrique's how, a great guy. I've had him on my other show a couple yeah. times. He's fantastic. I don't know if he's, a, he, he's an angel, but he plays an angel, definitely. He's a great guy. <laughs> we, we love and absolutely loving. He helped us uh, co-writing uh, the script. Uh, he's a great guy. He's just a great guy. Definitely no angel. You're right. But, yeah, he is a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk. is this the premiere? Is this going to be the premiere over there? Or is no, it, have you we, uh, we premiered in other it. film festivals as well? We showed it already on a couple of short, uh, short film festivals. Uh, actually, we showed it at the Miami Film Festival. We showed it at the um, – I can't forget the name of it. There was another film festival here in L.A. We, sh- we, we showed it at a Mexico film festival. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been shown already. Nice. Well, it sounds like things are really going for you in both the art world and the actor world. Are you pulled one way or other? Or are you able to balance it pretty well now? Have you figured out how to balance? I mean, so far, I, 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 I've managed to balance both of them. Uh, actually, it was funny because when I was doing my last novella, um, you know, when you're sh- shooting something, especially for television, uh, there's a lot of waiting. <laughs> so right. on that waiting time, I would go to my camper room or my, my dressing room and I would just paint, paint or draw. So I, I kind of managed to combine both of them. Um, I, I, fortunately, I don't have to choose between one or the other. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, as an artist, because I, I'm an I'm an artist too. I've never sold anything, um, and I don't sell what I paint. Uh, mine's mine's very. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, people that see it, they they're like, "Wow, I really like that," and then I give it to them. So I'm like, I don't, I don't hold on to any of my artwork and like, I don't have anything that I've ever painted. So uh, other people have it. Well, we can, we can exchange uh, pieces. I can give you one and you can give me one. And then we have one of each other. I'd have to create something else because I don't don't have (laughs) anything that I can. I've got a whole bunch of memorabilia of other people's crap, but you know, Disney crap and I've got all that, but I, I don't have any of my own stuff. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, you 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 know you're creative, and creative people we always try to find ways to express ourselves. Doesn't matter the medium. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to to make sure that actors out there know that the the ones that aren't making it that it's there's so many other facets to the entertainment business, and you have yeah. no idea where you might actually shine. Like you, you might be a great writer producer. You might be a great field producer. You might be a great showrunner. You might be a great director. You might be a great writer. There's so many other facets that you have to explore. You don't even know. You might be a great craft service person. You know, you yeah. may be able to be like, oh, I can get everybody snacks for them, no problem, you know, and organize the hell out of that. And that's a really important job on a set. 
So, you know, there's all sorts of facets of the entertainment business that you can I jump totally into. Agree. And you, you have to be able to – you have to just go and do it. Just jump into them. You never know if you don't give it a try. Yeah, mm. totally agree. Didn't Susie Q just say that? Something, something like that, Scott? I think, I think it was very similar call. to that. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> you never know until you try. <laughs> it's very, that was very Susie Q of you there, Pablo. We've got a caller that calls in that, that, um, that she gives us like these tidbits of wisdom. So these words of wisdom. And uh, yeah, you don't know until you try. Yeah, you don't know until you try. That's, yeah. <laughs> Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. yeah. Why are you cutting out? Okay. No, no, I just, I like I said, I'm doing this from my car in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio, and it's now currently 34 degrees out, so I just had to start my car and turn on my heated seat. It's cold. <laughs> turn on the heater. Turn on the heater. I warned you, Scott. I told you the cold's coming your way, dude. Cold's coming your I know, way. I know, I know, it's chilly. All right, well, do you have any questions for uh, Pablo? Craig, before I switch it over to some generic questions for all of us here. No, go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm just really happy, you know, that that Pablo was able to talk to us today. I'm I'm fine. What do you What do you want to What do you want to say? Well, I wanted to ask both of you guys, being actors, today um, we were just going to talk about it before I saw Pablo pop on air, but today we're kicking off um, what's coming up to be a jillion streaming services. We already have a lot, but today Apple. TV Plus launched with four series, and we have Disney Plus launching next month, and HBO Max is launching. With all of these opportunities, what do you guys see as the future of both acting and as far do you see um, do you see this as more opportunities? Do you see this as what what's your goals with all these new forms of uh, media, Pablo? Well, I, I actually think uh, the entertainment industry is changing a lot. Um, and I think it's changing for good. The thing is that any changes bring uh, some um, some misinformation and it also brings some doubts, and, and, and it's not easy. It's not easy. The changes are not easy. Yeah, it like, also brings we, on we, transitions, and people yeah. just in general don't deal well with change. So, And even though change is – everywhere i mean it's happening every single second of every single day of everybody's life people just you know like to get caught in a groove and they're happy there and then they're thrown from their groove when they have to make a transition yeah so but I, I also think it's a great opportunity for for the yep. for creators to to get their 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 craft out uh, before you had, I don't know how many, four major networks and they were producing everything. I mean, if they didn't have, if you didn't have a connection with them as a writer or if you had a script or whatever, you were screwed. Uh, right now you right. have so many platforms and some new platforms coming that as a producer, as a director, as a writer, you can just go ahead, create your own content and put it out there because you, you have right. so many options. So that's opening up. Uh, the doors for people that actually go out and do something, uh, as we were talking. If it's harder for people that they're just waiting at home to see if someone calls them, it's it's equally hard because there are thousands of people out there waiting for that call. But if you get out there, it's easier than ever to get your creativity to to have to be show 
uh, to have some exposure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, it's a double-edged sword for me on this. There, there's a cliche for you. Um, I, I feel like, yes, there's a lot more work, but it seems to me, and this has been said by other people that are in the entertainment business as well, that yes, there's more work, but the same six actors are on all of the shows. Like, you know, we're seeing, seriously, the same people doing multiple shows at a time. And, you know, that's great. Um, that's great for them as well. And, I, you know, more power to them that they're able to book and do five shows at a time. But it leaves those of us out of the mix and out of the running because we don't even get considered. When, you know, there's an A-list actor that's like, oh, yeah, I'll do this show. Oh, yeah, I'll do that show. Oh, yeah, I'll do that show. Oh, I'll take that show when they're taking all of the jobs. So it's, yeah. it's, it's actually, you know, it's, it, it's weird because the competition is different now. It's different. Yeah, like I said, it's changing and it think, takes time to adapt. And I think one of the reasons that happens is that still producers, directors want to take the easy road. And of course, to them, the easy road is to get someone that already they think that it's going to uh, give the numbers. Bring in a draw. Right? Yep. Bring yeah. in numbers. And watch yeah, and, and subscribers. To, yeah, exactly. And it's up to us and other people try to to say, hey, it's uh, there are other options, you know. Um, there is other ways to get the numbers that you need and that you want. So yeah, it's a challenge, but it's it's been a challenge for years and for years, and it's it's going to continue to be a challenge. But you know, <laughs> all we can do is is uh, fight it and give our best and and try to put our our stuff out there too. We actors right. have always had a problem, Scott. We've always had a problem right. because it's you know there's a whole bunch of in, in this in this not in my lifetime but uh, as far as just in, 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 as far as actors are concerned we, you know there's been times where it's no no dogs or actors allowed so I mean it's you know we've always always had a hard time with trying to um, find these jobs. Right. Well, talk about Pablo. Also, now that you're in LA. I have a lot of actor friends in LA and. The big thing the last couple of years has been creating your own projects, be it uh, through these different streaming services or small networks or web series. Now you're doing this producing and writing and stuff. Do you see yourself going more towards uh, creating your own content or like Craig's creating his own with Vampire, uh, with Daylight Suck? With Daylight Suck. What do you see yourself doing here? Um, do you, do you yeah, definitely. You know, your future? I, I, I'm still – I, I, I've been struggling a little bit still with uh, social media platforms. I still have a hard time posting and doing the videos for those things. But I, I think <laughs> I'm definitely going to go yeah, on the no. direction of, of producing my own content for as a production. You know, I, one of my goals is to create a – well, I already we already created a production company. It's called Piper Productions, which is the one I, we did the short films with. But I want to take it to a different level where we pre actually produce feature films or series, TV shows for for the main nice. streaming platform. So, yeah, that's one of the goals. We are at the first phase of the, you know, the process. We still have a lot to learn. We still have a lot of invest investors to look for. Because, <laughs> you know. Right, right. I know that feeling. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
Dude, the but investor package, designing the investor yeah. package for Daylight Sucks mm-hmm. has been just a, a, an amazing experience. That's that's all I can say. Because these things are like 170 pages long. And it's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. the amount of information that you have to put in there for an investor to be interested. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, we are, my, my, my sister, she's actually studying filmmaking in Mexico in uh in the in a school that is where um, um, the photographer that won the Oscar, Lubeski, uh, uh-huh. the, the photographer that won the Oscar for Gravity and for a bunch of other movies, he nice. studied there. So my sister is studying filmmaking there, and we are. She was, as I said, she she wrote and produced and directed the short films. I produced them. Um, right. So yeah, we're we're trying to create this team of people that want to do things, uh, want to do things differently, uh, to put it out there. So the, the one movie is called guys. Prolonged Silence. Prolonged right? Silence is the, the last and one. And that's yeah, not going to be out until until January. And what's the other movie that we can actually yeah. try to find? The other one is uh, called Mismatched, Made in Heaven. Match made in heaven. Mismatch made in heaven. Mismatch made in heaven. Mismatch. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, guys, we are running out of time here. Uh, Pablo, do me a favor. Let everyone know where they can find you on your social media, even though we haven't got that posting down 100%. Where can our uh, listeners find you at? Yeah, for my art, you can follow at Senor Tuni, which is S R T O O N Y. Senor Tooney. And for my personal and acting account, you can follow Azar Pablo, A Z A R Pablo, um, on Instagram. Fantastic. Cool. And if you're in the Miami area for the next couple of weeks, they can find you at My Art Space down in Miami. And you said you'll be November 14th. That's going to be your panel. Where is that going to be held at again? Yeah, it's November 14th at 5 30 p.m. at the CCCM. Um, Centro Cultural Cinematográfico de Mexico. It's pre-ending, so first come, first serve. Nice. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Pablo. We really appreciate it. We hope you come back if you have any other uh, projects or any of your activism for your uh, animal welfare or anything. Thanks for being on the show, my friend. Wow, thank you so much. It was a great pleasure to talk to you, and thank you to the audience as well. No problem, right, Craig. Anything weekend. else before we head off today? No, everybody, look each other in the eye, open the door for people. It's just a, uh, you know, and make sure that you're identifying that people are a part of your world. That's what I've been trying to do out here. Just making sure that there people know go. that they are a part of my world. I like it. Well, happy November first, everybody. Thanks everyone for listening, guys. Stay on the line for me. We're going to play out with a little bit of uh, Kevin McHale. Help me now, guys. We'll be back next Monday, Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern time, right here on Standing on My Soapbox. Peace. Now you spend all your fun
can't help myself I hate it even more than you do Never know when I will be through Yeah, I got an insecure question You sure you still love me? But even if you do I won't believe you I'll play out all these little games in my head Yeah. 